Remember, the fate of the world is riding on this broadcast. Ooh, a lot of pressure. Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about Independence Day resurgence that were made by the film star in a completely different franchise are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Jeff Goldblum? Hang on, this is going to be bad. <laughs> does not age. That man's looking good. I love that guy. I know a handsome man when I see it. I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to admit it. What's the first thing we saw him in? Annie Hall? Yeah. Ten speed and brown I mean, shoe. Annie Hall, that's 39 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. One line. He looks great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fly. Transylvania 65000. Into the night, anybody? <laughs> My friend Leah. Mr. Frost? Vibes? <laughs> I said 10 speed and brown shirt. 10 speed and brown? Him and, right, him yeah. and Ben Verne. Oh, that's before that's Annie Hall. Before everything, probably, yeah. yeah. That's you just, guys yeah. know your movies. It's yeah. scary, yeah. You're in the right place. I guess yeah. so. Uh, Leah and I went to see Jeff Goldblum live. He plays with this uh, jazz trio. And part of, well, most of I'm the I'm going to interrupt and say, I would just go see Jeff Goldblum live, even if he wasn't playing an instrument. <laughs> I would just well, go. He's Hi. Playing. He is in a jazz band, right? Uh, uh, what try- what, what yeah. shall I do? Oh, I, 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 I don't do Jeff, but then. He um, has a jazz band. He plays piano, sort of. So what he does is he sits there and he makes sure that he can see all the pretty girls. And he has his back to the wall and he just has them surround the piano and he plays, and then he'll just lean over and he'll like talk to one and rub oh, their I hands. I love the scene you're describing. And I want to be there the for this. The rest yeah. of the, the other two guys play drums and guitar, and they keep it oh, going. That's great. And then he just talks, and then he'll have movie game. And oh, wow. It, uh, how does it work? He names a movie. Yeah, you name a movie, then you name someone who's in the movie, and then you have to name another movie they're in. Something like that. You and know, it goes around as long as you can go. Just and like then a jazz concert. Then stop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> does, would anyone be surprised if you found out he was a swinger? Not at all, right? He seems right at home in a hot tub. And, <laughs> and you wouldn't be grossed out. You'd be like, yeah, that fits. Yeah, yeah have at it, man. Yeah. It's, it's really fascinating, and you can't look I, away. As in to swing. But how great would it be to have a jazz band where he's singing the class uh, jazz standards as Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he, has no other, he has no I, other uh, way to sing them. Uh, he does. We have eyes uh, for you, you know? We've I, all I, seen I, the light bulb. <laughs> We've all seen the light bulb commercial that he did. Yes. The light bulbs, where he kind of directed he's, by he's Tim in a jazz. The, he, yeah. He's in a hot tub yeah. playing the piano yeah. in silk underwear. Yes, yes, it's pretty amazing. Swing it kind of goes like that. Only it's like strangers and all. It's very smooth skin. You have very smooth skin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, welcome to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire. And unfortunately, oh, I should say, and fortunately, oh, yes. we're adhering to a very strict drug regimen to keep our minds limber. <laughs> You've reached ground zero for all things movies nice. and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, banter, what have you. Oh, not what have you. Special guests. We got one right here. I'll introduce them in a second. You can expect there. that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club. An oasis for weary travelers. Mm. Every week we bring you another show. Absolutely. Paul, free. I actually today have enough money for the show, but not for a tip. Well, I so I just want to let you I know I'm not going to be able money. to tip. Hmm. Bart, we don't well, take I didn't tell tips. you what it was for. Yeah, <laughs> We don't take tips. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, nor do we charge for the show. Oh. The show is absolutely free. Oh. Well, I'm going to keep that money then, Adam. Hey, wait All a right. second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we encourage you to follow us on social media at the Movie Guys on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. <laughs> which is all, we're Whatever new to that. that we're figuring it out. <laughs> uh, which is also free. And please get interactive. Basically, just search the Movie Guys on Google, Yahoo, or Bing. Bing. And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt. I forgot my mantra. 
<laughs> Karen Volpe. Hey, I like that hat, man. They sell men's clothes where you got that. <laughs> and Bart Caius. My work has been commended as being strongly vaginal. <laughs> vagina. <laughs> we are joined all show long by an actor who has appeared in a number of films and TV shows, including The World's Fastest Indian, Woo-hoo! Dodgeball, yes! uh, TV oh. shows like 24, yes. Californication, and is what? wrapping up a four-episode stint on Silicon Valley, which has its season finale this Sunday, June 26th, oh. on HBO. Chris Williams! Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Nice. Just got in from Chicago, yeah. Yes, indeed. This afternoon. It was quite hot out there. Why weren't you in Cleveland? That's, That's where time. everything was going down. I know. No, he was actually in Cleveland for the uh, parade, but the crowd extended into Chicago. Uh, yeah. That's how many people. Exactly. Point three million people, right? Exactly. Crazy. Well, well, Cleveland has a population of 390,000, so I'm guessing a few out-of-towners showed up. Uh, well, listen, this, uh, this show is your best stop to take weekly if you want to know about the newest films coming to the multiplex each week. Check with us. We'll prep, uh, prep you with these spoiler-free previews. We haven't seen these movies. You haven't seen these movies, so this is a good talk. We're gonna most have. of them I probably won't see, so this is great. That's true. It's summertime, not Karen's uh, bag of tea. <laughs> oh, but there's a lot of counter programming this summer. Yes, they, I, they figure that out to not the, release like 12 comic book movies every week. Right, That's they true. spread them out. Uh, this week is a big one as we inch closer to the coveted Fourth of July weekend, which mm. itself is pretty crowded. So these films want to get a jump on that weekend and get a big summer audience, including Independence Day Resurgence a sequel to the first movie that will have you echoing Liam Hemsworth. I can't believe it's been 20 years. Good Lord, 20 years. I remember where I was when I saw the Super Bowl ad for Independence Day, and they blew up the White House, and it was a big deal. One of the first big movie Super Bowl ads out there. Wow. But false, Liam Hemsworth was not in the first one. Liam Hemsworth was like, what? He wasn't born. Yeah. 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 Uh, and just when your mother thought it was safe to go in the water, not quite deep enough to get her hair wet, it's the shallows. And later in the show... I'm tired of it. You, me, all of us. We're all out there dying so they can stay rich. That is... Uh, Why are you playing a Cadillac or whatever commercial? <laughs> the Lincoln? That's yeah. One of the Lincoln ads? That was McConaughey, Karen heard correctly, in a movie called Free State of Jones, big Civil War epic. He is not rebounded from the weight loss, right? It's just not going to happen. He's still now. a little saggy, yeah. Isn't he a little, a little thin in the skin? Gone, Taryn. Mm-hmm. I'm it's looking really, to you. That's it's his new really look. a bummer because I liked when he's a little fuller faced and less hair growing out of that face. Right? He yeah. doesn't seem to have been able to gain it back. I don't know. Maybe he's sick. He's driving around in his Lincoln. That's yeah. what he's doing. He, yeah. Contemplating life takes a lot out of you. <laughs> Deep Spe- thoughts are very tiring. Speaking of new faces, uh, Mickey Rourke is in some new movie. I just saw a trailer. He's got a whole new face. <gasps> is it better or worse? He's had a new face for a while. It's like a new guy. No, this, is third no, this face? isn't the wrestler face. No, this is a new a face. third face. Wow. Yeah, he's got a new face. It's like kind of closer to the original, but, oh, but but then you look at a picture of the original and you go, whoa, we're way off still. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when I go to my hairdresser and I bring a picture of a haircut I want. <laughs> yeah, right? They're like, this is my face from when I was younger. <laughs> All Mickey Rourke has to do is bring a picture of himself from nine and a half weeks and go, give me this. Give me this. Give me this. You had that. Is you what had I would that. <laughs> I am disappointed because I wish I knew about that movie because when he came back with The Wrestler, what was it, Iron Man 2 yeah. and The Expendables, yeah. he was the best thing in. Mm. Uh, and now he, his movies aren't big yeah on, they're not on the map not everyone can travolta up that uh, comeback yeah. sometimes some people are in for another <laughs> one movie or two and then they get into the next big blockbuster for the summer and then everybody's like okay that was fun. but you know who is always <laughs> with us and never no. goes away Cruise news. you want the truth you can't handle the truth show me the money 
Oh, that's right. It's Bart. Not only is Bart oh. thrilled that the Cavaliers won the NBA championship, but we had a trailer for a new Tom Cruise. I haven't movie. seen it yet. I don't know what to be more excited about. I, I think I'm going to go with the championship after 52 yeah, years. But so. <laughs> if you have not seen the new Jack Reacher trailer, it, it's Jack Reacher, right? I haven't seen it's, it. It's Jack oh. Reacher on Tom Cruise based steroids. It's the most <laughs> Jack Reachery, Tom Cruisery yeah. thing you've ever seen. It's the best. There's a, the opening scene. Oh, this opening it. scene? Aggravated assault is a felony in this state, Mr. Reacher. Process him and get him to county. Two things are going to happen in the next 90 seconds. Excuse me. First, that phone over there is going to ring. Second, you're going to be wearing these cuffs on your way to prison. (laughs) Well, that is one magnificent prophecy, Mr. Reacher. And I told Paul, wow. they cannot Aww. lay it on too thick for me. Right? They can't. That can't happen in these movies. That's amazing. Because that is what you go to a Jack Reacher movie uh, for, is that moment. There's so yeah. many of obviously good ones in the first one, but now it's a sequel. So like it's yeah. got the sequel rules, which is like, all right, we told you who the X-Men were. Now we're actually just going to be X-Men the whole movie. You know? <laughs> I finally get the, the logic behind more oh, of the same when right. it comes to sequels. More of the same. The more. same but different. Yes, that's what Ghostbusters should do. More of the same. More of the same. The yes. same but different. Yeah. So, you ever, Chris? you ever work with Tom Cruise? No. Met him? <laughs> no. And I do have oh. no desire to... to oh, watch no. out! I'm not a big Tom Cruise. Loves Tom really? I'm sorry. It's do a long you, career. There's got to be something you like. Do you really want to be on the show Top today, Because <laughs> you can change your mind. He lost. Where did he lose Where did he me? lose you? I'm so curious. So you were enrolled? I... I, I li- I think when he jumped on the couch in Oprah's, uh, when he I jumped on the right, couch, right. 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 it's hard for me to separate mm-hmm. when Tom Cruise is doing Tom Cruise in his movie and he's just trying to, you know. Don't like, separate them. They are the same. <laughs> they are. But then he came right but out that's of that bad for and Chris. did Jack well, Ritchie, you know? We had a guest on the show, Ron Babcock, who I think uh, worked mm-hmm. with Tom, and he has the best explan- or the best description of working with Tom. He said five minutes with Tom Cruise is like a week-long juice cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> the man's magic. You're right. I, you, can't, you can't possibly not feel good after meeting Tom Cruise. You, you know what you need to do? You need to meet Tom That's Cruise. That's it. You haven't met him. I think you're you right. Met him. Yeah. And then Chris I need, no, I need to work with Tom Cruise. Yeah. That's what I need to do. That's, now, that wouldn't be bad, right? That would not be bad. You okay. wouldn't say no to that, would you? Of course, of course okay. I'd be like, hey, Tom, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Tom? Big fan. Got tight, right? Got to catch around? It's like, I'll, I'll jump on it with now, you. I've heard, and I've also heard in a very much like a Bill Clinton way, no matter what you think of Tom Cruise, once you meet him, you're like, God, that guy's great. Just a great guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, it's uh, on to our movies here. Uh-oh. It's officially summer. And if you're a movie fan, that means not going to the beach because you've learned at a young age that's where the Kittner kids go to die. I understood that reference. <laughs> this week, Blake Lively does for Sharks what James Franco did for Boulders. Ooh. It's The Shallows. Mm-hmm. Bart, let's talk about it. Here we go. <laughs> the Shallows. No, it's not a documentary about the Kardashians. <laughs> if you couldn't tell from our reference, it's a movie about a shark attack. Oh, gnarly! <laughs> now, if you're like me and you enjoyed the movie Jaws, but you also felt that it lacked a certain something, and if you thought that that certain something was a hot babe in a bikini, well, then you're in luck because The Shallows combines all the suspense and horror of being stalked by a killer shark with all the hotness of a hot babe in a hot bikini. There we go. Keeping Up with the Shallows is a suspense thriller with a classic premise. A surfer is trapped on a rock 200 yards from shore with a shark circling. That's it. Yeah. You can describe that plot 65 times in the time it would take to describe Warcraft once. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Nancy Adams, played by Blake Lively, is a professional surfer who treks to a secluded surf spot called mm. Paradise to hang ten, as people who don't really know anything about surfing say. <laughs> <laughs> it stars Blake Lively, as we mentioned, which makes sense because sharks get excited about anything lively, and yeah. so does Bart. Hey, bud. <laughs> Let's party. <laughs> Not being injured enough to lose her bikini top, unfortunately, Nancy must use every last ounce of strength and every wit available to figure out how to get back to land safely and fill a 90-minute movie while doing that. It's a premise so suspenseful that it would make Alfred Hitchcock hide in the shower. <laughs> At any minute, at any second, Blake Lively's nipple could slip out. <laughs> Alone, scared, and fearing for her life, Nancy dreads the shark's intimate second attack as it circles closer and closer. Okay, boy, I'm sorry. That was supposed to be music from Jaws. It was music from Jaws, actually. That's not the music I meant. But anyway, Bart, uh, go ahead. Yes, as the shark circles closer and closer, she realizes she, she's going to need a bigger boat. And by that, we mean a boat. <laughs> That's not the Jaws theme either. I was hoping to get the Jaws. Mm, I think it is, Paul. I think it's the theme to when Hooper goes in the cage. But you know that's not the theme I meant. Do I? I know the entire Jaws score is packed with memorable themes from the maestro of movies, John Williams. All right, Bart, continue. <laughs> yes, Paul. As the tide comes in and the water rises, she has no choice but to swim through the shark hunting ground. Okay, now you know I didn't mean the score to Quint's USS Indianapolis. That story. is a great scene, though, Paul. Okay, so is the scene with Brody's son at the dinner table, but nobody hums it in the pool to scare their sister. You should get a cooler sister. All right, screw it. Let me, let me, scares my sister. Let me sum this up by saying the most surprising thing about the trailer for The Shallows is that the predators of the movie aren't the two men she encounters while surfing. Ooh. I've seen Wild. I know how the world works. That's right. And I hate to say this, but they could have gotten a better actress to play Nancy. I mean, it's very clear that Blake has had a nose job, and as I always say, first the boobs, then the nose. Okay, wait, wait, wait a minute, Bart. See, now this would be a good time to play your flaws theme. Oh, yeah. Right, when you go on about the problems with how an actress looks, we play the, the theme from Jaws. So this is actually about a shark movie. So here we go. Adam. Oh, my God. 1941 classic John Williams. All right, huh? enough of this. I think we're done. That's, <laughs> that's the shallows, everybody. Enough comedy um, bits. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, they. I did see one trailer. This is. This happens to me all the time when I'm writing these jokes. Is that I go yes. and I watch like all these different trailers, and yeah, then invariably I see one that I forget where it was, and I can't go back to get the information. But I saw one where they allude that the shark isn't her only problem. That even oh. once she gets back to land, there's there's something uh. waiting for her. Land shark. Land shark. Land shark. <laughs> that is Candy interesting. Graham. <laughs> Candy Graham. That is interesting Plumber because man. I was looking for birthdays today, and I go through all the movies, scouring them to see if anyone has a birthday, and there's only four people in the cast. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. And two of them do sexually harass her out in the water. It's well, hilarious. Immediately. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm good over here, creepy dude. Yeah. I think all they say is, you want to come surf with us? Yeah, come over here. No, 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 no. no. That's enough? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm okay over here. Because there's no need for them to say that. There's right. no reason for them to go, hey, oh, this chunk of water is a little better. But maybe they get eaten by a shark. They both get eaten They by do. Oh, we okay. see it yeah. in oh, the preview. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No spoilers. I, I, I saw. <laughs> um, on, the, on the preview, you see her talk to her sister on her phone. And so that little girl's on IMDb. Then you see the two creepy, <laughs> the creepy kind of rapey guys. Her side card. They go get ahead. eaten in the preview. And then it's her and a shark. Yeah, wow. 
Mm. It reminded me of Deep Blue. Was that the one? No, Blue Deep Blue. Deep uh, Blue sea. Open Water. Open, open water. water. Oh yeah, we Very had similar. that actor yeah. on our on podcast. show. Yeah, mm-hmm. so because I, nothing is like Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but it's a tall order for Blake Lively because you know when you think about movies where it's been one actor the whole movie, a castaway, of mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, yeah. you know, I Am Legend, Will Smith, bona fide movie legend, you know, or yeah. and now it's Blake Lively yeah. holding the whole movie together. Or is that little boy from Jungle Book? He was the only actor in it. But what was interesting about um, the poster for this movie is that all the poster shots and the publicity shots have her in a bikini top. But every scene in the movie, she's wearing like a surf surf shirt. Uh So I don't know if I'm getting shortchanged in that. uh, That's the classic poster, man. Have you ever seen one of those painted posters by Drew Struzan of like Masters of the Universe? You're like, that movie is not that good. (laughs) That poster looks awesome. Yeah, in Vacation, they make him all like masculine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. That poster is great. Beverly D'Angelo is sexy. Here's something interesting Karen and I were talking about with this. we went to see Neighbors 2, and they had a bunch of jokes, and we thought it was okay. But a lot of the jokes, you know, we've seen because was we've seen of the a show, lot of Ike movies. Barinholtz. Oh, he, well, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, some peop- kids who've never seen a ton of comedies like us, who are young, but kids go in and they're like, Wah! And know, they love hit. it because it's the first time they've seen that cu- type of joke. And so at first it used to bug me, but now I'm like, oh, duh, they weren't alive. It's not their fault. That's what's happening with movies like Jaws. Right. The other night I was doing an improv show with some uh, other actors who were probably about 26, yeah. maybe 28, mm-hmm. and we had to do Jaws. The, oh. the game is do Jaws in five minutes. That's the, and then we just have fun. And they're so young they do Jaws the Revenge, right? Well, no. <laughs> I did. Well, I did no the, idea. Uh, there were two actors who didn't know the movie at all. So I was the mayor. I'm like, we have a body here. Is some Brody, look into this. And I walk off stage, and Brody and the two of the actors jump on the orca, and they're going to go have Jaws. I'm like, oh, no, I just left two actors out there who don't know the movie with one guy who does. <laughs> so I, it was Hooper. I came out of the water. Hey, I was just down there. It's my girlfriend. <laughs> and, um, and, but it was just amazing. They hadn't seen it. Does that work mm-hmm. the same way with us, though? When we were younger, were there movies that we didn't Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah. Now I'm learning that it had to be that way. Yeah. It had right? to. But, you know, I almost, uh, maybe I'm just a jerk, but I feel like maybe the people around me are meaner or something. But if I was with a bunch of adults and they're talking about uh, the birds and I didn't know what they're talking about, they're like, go figure it out. <laughs> they weren't explaining <laughs> it and coddling me. Do you know what I mean? They're like, like don't be an idiot. Go I find out. I remember when I was a kid. Get like, the Encyclopedia Britannica out. Yeah. yeah right? Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Take a half right. hour. No, it is. Get to the library, the library and, and figure out who this is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when we were kids, like, W.C. Fields was, like, a huge reference. And yeah. I never really knew who that was, but it was, like, people would do that. But you knew to be quiet about it and <laughs> pretend, right? We did forge our own generation stuff. Like, beforehand, no one had John Hughes movies, right? right? So when we made those, hey, those are ours. <laughs> now, when they make a movie that's just like a John Hughes movie, we go, what the? We've seen all these. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, uh, see this? Don't see this? Uh, oh, I- you going to go see this? For sure. The Shallows? No, no not The Shallows kind no. of guy? No. I'll yeah. wait for it to come on late night Cinemax, and then I'll watch it. Oh, with Blake. Skidamax. In the dark. It's going to be on late night Cinemax. It's going to be up uh, post 10 p.m. I mean, as a Jaws fan, isn't this a fun type of scare? I love the suspense. I mean, yeah. and, for, and, and really, the last 10 years of like shark movies have been Sharknadoes and, you know, giant crocodiles. They usually versus... end in NATO. They do. Most a shark movies natos. lately have been NATOs. <laughs> this movie looks frightening because of what it is, but then also, I don't know how to swim. So that makes this movie really scary. Really this, scary. This movie is intriguing because uh, it's 
she's 200 yards offshore, which looks like something you could swim. And I know I'm the idiot that would go, ah, I can make this. Because ah. I remember standing on shore uh, in San Francisco looking at Alcatraz going, I can do that. I can do that. And then you get out to Alcatraz <laughs> and you realize it's like a river current. The ocean's like yeah. a river current. And you're like, oh, I'm so screwed. But yeah, I'm the guy that would go, yeah, I can, I can out swim cold. that fish. And cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Especially San Francisco. Yeah. Wow. Mm-mm. All right, let's get on to the next film. Mm-hmm. This week uh, comes the sequel we've all been waiting for. Patiently, patiently <laughs> waiting for. <laughs> As though there were no real rush and little interest. <laughs> it's Independence Day 2. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and, and screaming. Adam, here we go. <laughs> Independence Day. ID4. Hold on to your landmarks, because the <laughs> alien invaders from 1996 are returning to Earth on the exact day they invaded 20 years ago, which makes them more nostalgic than anyone in the audience yeah. for this. It's the 20-year class reunion, aliens! Hey, let's meet at that old place we used to call Earth. <laughs> Independence Day Resurgence, a title that sounds like acid reflux brought on by Mom's Potato Salad, <laughs> brings up a good question. If you can have an insurgence like we did with the Divergent movies mm. and a resurgence as mm. we do here with Independence Day, does that mean you can have just a surgence? I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? I think you can in Europe. <laughs> Here's a real clip. On this day in 1996, the world escaped the clutches of extinction. But in their sacrifice, we found the technology to build a stronger and safer Earth. So let me get this straight. After almost being obliterated into extinction, the human race is now arming themselves with the very technology that was used against them by the invading aliens. What could possibly go right? So what if we do develop this solanite bomb? We'd be even a stronger nation than now. Stronger. Stronger. You see? You, you see? see? Your stupid, stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. And despite our innovations <laughs> in advanced weapons technology, it's still a rather scary and uncertain future. For example, there's a woman as president. Ooh. Well. <laughs> uh, including. including... <laughs> this Independence Day movie has all the Jeff Goldblum you've come to love. And that could buy it, I think, at least some time. To, uh, to take them, take them out, take them down, do your, do your stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Without any of that annoying Will Smith. Look at you, ship all banged up. Who's the man? Huh? Who's the man? Wait till I get another plane. I'm lining all your friends up right beside you. That's right, everybody's back to remind you who was in the first movie, except for Will Smith, who was killed off-screen during a tragic contract negotiation. (laughs) Bill Pullman returns after sinking himself so deep in the role of president that he actually retired to Florida. And he's brought his beard, so now he looks like an even more serious Jeff Daniels. Which means he's bucking for an Oscar, maybe. Either that or his uh, subscription to the Dollar Shave Club has expired. One or the other. Well, you're right. Bill Pullman is sporting a big, thick beard. (laughs) Had no idea he just quit hosting a talk show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Five people wrote the screenplay to ID4, two, as nobody's calling it. That's one writer per, per obliterated vacation spot. Don't be confused by titles that change overseas. Those of you listening in France, look for Bastille Day Resurgence in your local theater. <laughs> Years after being faced with the extinction of the human race at the hands of an invading race of aliens, the world has finally got its stuff together, and just when we think everything is right in the universe again, this happens. I am officially running... For President of the United States. I'm back! 
Oh. We're all gonna die! No Mary McDonald? She was in the last one, right? Oh, yeah. Who was she in the Fredonia's last one? Zone. Fredonia's own. We'll talk about Plenty of Judd Hirsch from what I see. Though. Some Judd Hirsch <laughs> returns. This movie was not Hirschless. <laughs> so when was this made originally? 96. Uh, 20, 96. So yeah. I think it really impacted me when they blew up the White House because I'd never seen anything like that. Yeah. yeah. That and now that doesn't freak me out anymore. Isn't that sad? We blow it up all the time now. Yeah. Roland was, Emmerich, director right? of this, blows them up all the time. Yeah. It's funny. The trailer for this, it's like it's got the oceans. Uh, I mean, it's it's like it's like the day after tomorrow yeah. and uh, 2020. Yeah. It's like all that yeah. stuff combined. It's like, yeah. Do you remember he made a movie called 10,000? BC. I do. Yes, like I remember yeah. the movie. Yeah. Nobody does. By Roland Emmerich? I remember a title called. There's a Raquel Welch one, that too. I, I, oh. I, well, I was reminded. <laughs> probably the one I'm thinking yeah. of. Bro, knowing you, I think that's the one you're thinking of. I, I was keep, reminded by IMDb that he made that movie. I keep thinking Remains of the Day. The Patriot. Did he make that? No, that's, that's Merchant Ivory. Yeah, that's James oh, Ivory. Oh, different. But I could see how yeah, yeah, Roland he, destroy, he would destroy a day and leave only the remains. <laughs> I think you just folded FaceTime, uh, SpaceTime by by uh, thinking that uh, James Ivory movies were Roland, Roland Emmerich. Emmerich. <laughs> yeah, I think you just broke the universe. But movies. I remember Karen that before the first one, it was kind of sacrilege to blow up the White House. It yeah. was like a shocking thing yeah. that we saw on yeah. screen. We're like. <gasps> I guess you can pretend to do that. that I don't know. Really messed me up. I, yeah. That really affected me. No. That's some pre-9-11 stuff right That's, there, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This has in it what a lot of movies have nowadays. I think it was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was in Man of Steel. Man of Steel, and yeah. It was in uh, Transformers, uh, probably a couple of them, where just a thing hovers over a city and it just sucks all the stuff up into the ship. <laughs> it's, it's reversing suck- gravity. It's another sucking machine. Yeah. It's, a you know, it's, uh, it's all It goes back to space balls. Because because she turns into Mega Maid and then she vacuums the planet, right? right. That's where it goes back to. That's where it goes You're back. sucking my Bill will to Pullman. live. Bill Pullman is, our, is the thing that oh, binds yeah, us yeah, all right. together. Bill Pullman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good to see him called in. You called him in for Gravitas. I mm-hmm. love that. <laughs> Who makes the big speech in this one? Is it, is it, I think we heard the speech well, from yeah, the, whoever female, the president. female president. Yeah. All right, but he'll have she, to come in and do a speech Selma at the end. Selma Ward is Selma doing Ward. her best Hillary Clinton impersonation. Did you hear her, the accent she has going and the choppiness of her words? She sounds like Hillary Clinton. It's crazy. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is she really doing that? On this day in 1996, yeah. oh, the yes. world escaped the clutches of extinction. Clutches. Wow. You remember Crazy. before Obama was president, all the presidents in movies were black. It was Morgan Freeman yeah. in most movies, yeah. but there was also some other, you know, 24, and that yeah, sort of thing. But, great Dennis Haysburg. Yeah, yeah and then awesome. after Obama, we've had only white presidents, but they, they, they squeaked this one in right before, just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now with the, so it's prophetic, right? Yeah. Now with female now presidents woman. in the movies, we're, we're going to have a real female president. Well, we used to be black judges first. That's yeah. right. And mm-hmm. then black presidents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now... Black hockey players. Oh <laughs> yes, it's natural evolution. They're going to remake remake Slapshot with the three brothers Ooh, instead of the Hanson brothers. That, that the Hanson brothers will be three brothers. Do you know that? Let, you know, Chris doesn't know that uh, movie. Uh, uh, Slapshot. Uh, Derelict and Derelict and Derelict. <laughs> I'd see that. Uh, let me ask you this before what? we dump this Uh-oh. movie. Uh, Roland Emmerich, is he good? He's not Remains of the Day, right? No. So then your answer is no. remains in the day. <laughs> well, he's he's uh, Stargate. He's yes. Godzilla, which was good. He's Independence oh. Day. He's yes. the Patriot. He's Anonymous, mm-hmm. which is quite good. Sense oh, and yeah. Sensibility. No, uh, he does, has done a couple artsy ones, like Anonymous, off, but wonderfully way off. 
You know, I really should see the artsy Roland Emmerich movies. You should like, see I'm it, Anonymous curious. pretty yeah, much yeah, is Anonymous. the big one. It's, Godzilla? Yeah. About the, the... Yeah, Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> That's his art film? <laughs> might be. Wow, he couldn't get a good performance out of Matthew Broderick? That's weird. He must be a bad director. And Dave <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our final film of the big Uh-oh, weekend. We Just in time for the celebration of the birth of our country comes a film that reminds us how screwed up our history is. Hmm. It's Free State of Jones. Karen? Jones? <laughs> Jones! <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Every time I hear Jones, that's just what I want to play. Yeah. But that's not it. This is. Let's play this instead. <laughs> Free State! Free State of Jones! Free State of Jones! Free state <laughs> We're apparently not going to have any of this. Let's just go right into the talking about it. Civil War Summer continues with the Free State of Jones. Ooh, I like the last Civil War mm-hmm. movie. And this time Captain America faces off with Captain Confederacy Ooh. and his superpower of not comprehending why his flag is disliked by black people. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey plays Newton Knight, one of the Civil War's most attractive farmers. A man fighting for freedom. Freedom from the Confederate Army, freedom from slavery, freedom from taxation, and hopefully freedom from his shirt. (laughs) While fighting in the Confederate Army, Knight loses his son in a battle. And by that I mean the boy was killed. He didn't just wander off. (laughs) But that's what Newton does decide to do is he deserts the Confederate Army to organize a band of runaway slaves and other deserters into their own free state of governance. To protest the Civil War, America's original mass shooting epidemic, Knight (laughs) gathers almost 600 anti-war idealists and slaves in Jones County. Dr. Jones, again we see there is nothing you can possess which I cannot take away. Different Jones. So the rebelling against the North and within those ranks, he rebels against the South. They call that a double rebel. Oh. <laughs> you see, Knight disagreed with the secession of the South, so he removed his Confederate flag belt buckle and replaced it with one that just says Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, people in the South shooting off their guns, getting angry at black people, and anyone who rebels against their way of life. Wait a minute, uh, what year does this take place? <laughs> In the face of recent gun violence, Hollywood has responded the only way it knows how, by releasing a movie about freedom, capitalism, and guns. A Ted Cruz wet dream full of guns. The only guns I want to see are those McConaughey guns, right? Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> in one scene, we see Knight arm his entire family, including his small children, in an attempt to protect themselves and keep what's theirs. Girls, you know how to shoot one of these? It's quite normal you got there. Last time I checked, the gun don't care who's pulling the trigger. USA! 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 You go, kids. (laughs) But be prepared for another siege. As with any period movie comes the march of the historical accuracy police. Let me guess. His eyes were actually green, and most of the day he was harvesting wheat. Be careful, Hollywood, or you'll miss out on that key historian demographic that thinks Titanic would have been better without those two lead characters. <laughs> this movie was directed by Gary Ross, who also directed The Hunger Games and Seabiscuit, so expect a lot of teens running around on horseback trying not to get killed. Ah. Oh, wait, that was the Civil War. Yes. <laughs> Free State of Jones, a movie that will, ironically, cost you about 12 bucks to see it in the theater. There you go. Ah. <laughs> Free State of Jones. Looking a little... Uh, End of year award season-y coming out uh, in I June. I thought the same thing, and then I think there was a second trailer released where they uh, hipped up the music a bit, where oh. it became a little, yeah, a little dubstepy all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, there, there was like there was period piece music in the first trailer, and then like a month later, I'm like, oh no, this is a really cool yeah. kind of urban version. So of they're the Civil all Roland Emmerichy, and then they got re- very Roland Emmerichy. Uh. 
I love these little tiny stories from big events that we think we know. You know, I mean, it's like like everybody's in Mississippi is going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's work with everybody. I mean, everybody had an individual opinion. It's it's, kind of crazy. it's a real dichotomy, and I don't want to get too political, but it's a real dichotomy in, in social messages because in the clip we just heard, McConaughey says, you know, we're dying so they can stay rich, which sounds yeah. like a real like Bernie Sanders type position. And then they solve all of their problems by shooting and killing each other. <laughs> You're right. It's simultaneously, like a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which clearly is on the other side of the, the coin. The rich people just yeah. want to use this for their wars so they can make more money. Let's shoot them. Let's shoot them. <laughs> well, going back to Roland Emmerich, The Patriot was a decent-sized hit at this time of year with Mel Gibson, mm -hmm. and, and, a, and one of Emmerich's better films, I think. Yeah. So. There was something about that movie that really struck me, and I think it was because whenever you think of war the, in the United States, you always think it happens somewhere else, mm -hmm. and there's one scene in The Patriot where you hear the army coming, and there's this cute little adorable house, and they do a point-of-view shot of opening your front door. And you see war coming. Yeah, they're just marching oh, by. Wow. It's like, oh, hey, which was the real, so which is the real deal. I had a history professor who was great at providing that separate perspective, mm -hmm. which I think there's some author that got to the people's history of the United States, like that. Uh, I can't remember his name, but but it brings like a. Anyway, it was like the idea that there was this war. It's like we think right now, like, oh, we're not getting the whole story about who's being droned right now. Like that, you, yeah, you would oh, you would you, go out on your porch like you would any other night, war. and there just was a war. Yeah, oh. crazy. And everyone would be involved. I mean, today's wars are so uh, they don't we don't know exactly what they are or yeah, how, yeah. you know that or the, where they are. Yeah, yeah or where they are. I mean, the whole I mean, country. They're in Chicago, invested. so unless you live in Chicago, <laughs> otherwise you don't, otherwise you don't know. Yeah. So earlier today you saw war, yes. and then you flew here. <laughs> yes. Wow. And well, well, actually, was in Chicago. I saw at the the Mercantile, some little mall type thing. There yeah. was a little logo with a gun with a, a red line through. It says, "Please don't bring guns in here." And I was like. That's how they're rolling in Chicago. Oh. How, how does that work? You think? Wow. Think that works? Think people it's go well? Like better go home. <laughs> well, I've actually, you know, I'm from Ohio, and Adam probably has been in the same sorts of establishments where they will ask you to check your gun, like because they they fully expect yeah, you to well, be coming in with one. I just saw on Facebook that Miami University, which is our yeah. alma mater, had like a conceal and carry uh, sort of policy. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think they passed something, and people walk through campus all carrying guns and stuff, which you know, it's a it's a device made to kill people, so it makes people nervous, but it also starts that whole debate of da 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 da. But uh, but. Um, Oh, I no, my, my point was that I've been Someone's in... Someone's going to die. Is what you're no, my, <laughs> no, no, my point is I've actually been in restaurants and, and stores where the, yeah. the, the no-gun sign is actually replaced with, yeah, we, we know you're going to have them and accept, accept them yeah, here. Yeah. Um, no big deal. Wow. All yeah. right, here's my thing. I, I'm sure you've all been here. You have that friend who, um, say you're sitting there with your computer at, your, at a coffee shop, and they just are a mess, and they sit down, and you know they're going <laughs> to spill their stuff on your computer, right? What if that person had a gun and that was the guy he was? He's just that guy who always, our what? friend, what? <laughs> I shot you. <laughs> yeah, there's always that guy who just isn't clever enough Butter to keep fingers it. don't get guns. Exactly. Not saying he wants to shoot you, just yeah. did. It happens. Well, they have a test when they give you your license. They go, go try and pick up that girl. And then they see how clumsy he is there in that go. interaction. We they all give have it to him a, or they don't. We yeah. all have a friend of the show that we would not want to carry a gun around. Just saying. Yes. It might be the same friend. I think it's all the same.
<laughs> but yeah, let's like, go take it from him. Right, right now, I shop at what? That's if I have to get something. There's a Target up the street, mm-hmm. sure, or yeah, you know, go over to IKEA and there's yeah. a mall, the whole thing. But they just opened a Walmart in Burbank, Woo! so I'm now going to get really? ready to start seeing guns at the department store. Wow, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, that's right because they sell guns right there. No, yeah, we'll have come in and out with them too. Yeah, <laughs> Walmart's a whole different crowd. Like, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Whole, uh, I'm, I'm welcoming man. the. Uh, a- AR-47, AK-47, AR-15 carrying shopper now to my department store. Wow. Thanks for coming, Walmart. P90X, I think that's the new weapon. The P90X, right? right. <laughs> that man is a weapon. Have you ever seen him? Oh, my gosh. He's like two feet tall and solid brick. Uh, the, uh, speaking of another director, next the Jack Reacher uh, sequel McCoury? is... is uh, McCoury? No, it's uh, Edward Zwick. Who what? Made, made Glory. Blah, 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 blah. Wow. Directed the new Jack Reacher? Reacher? still have, may have his hand in the uh, oh, yeah. script, but I think sure it's is. directed by Edward Swick, who directed Glory, wow. which is another great Civil War movie I enjoyed. When I think about how much I enjoyed Glory, I, I, I see... Yeah. There's just a lot of death in these movies, man. It's just yeah. so death-heavy. In which one? Patriot 2, The oh, Patriot, The Glory, it, all these. Oh, but it really happened. That's what's Yeah, and they died horrible deaths. Yeah. Like, being shot back then was was a way to die over the course of two days, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't a quick, instant death. It was so that you couldn't get up, but you would lie there and die for the next six hours. That's what a gunshot did to there you There was some then. good dialogue at the beginning of this trailer, though, when uh, his son dies, McConaughey's oh, son yeah. dies, someone says... And he died for the cause. He died with honor. Yeah, he died with honor. And he said, no, he just died. No will, <laughs> he just died. And yeah. I like that, you know. Well, Ali just died, and that was the famous Ali quote, is he wouldn't go to Vietnam, he says, because I've got nothing against the Vietnamese, because ain't no... No, Adam, what was Vietnamese. the quote? Uh, I would I'm not love gonna say to that hear that quote. <laughs> but the, the point here is, uh, uh, you know, here's uh, another situation where it's like, no, I disagree with that. And I think it's yeah. interesting. Well, listen, let's, mm-hmm. let's hear more from Chris. We're not hearing enough from Chris. So, yeah, we're all bringing it down and like, hey, Chris, say something fun. Yeah, yeah now that we've... Uh, let's stop talking about death and move on to Chris Williams, everybody. You can see our guest okay. right now in Silicon Valley. Yet. Did you have another free I was just thing? going to say... Well, no, no, I have something more important. Um, for those of you who uh, are listening to this, find some time to go and see a little video on YouTube because Chris has the most beautiful blue eyes <laughs> and you don't want to miss thank out. Thank you. Mm, I appreciate I'm that. I'm just saying. They are a little And dreamy. my parents both have brown eyes. Shut up. Where'd you get those? What? Recessive genes. Wow. So nice. White people on both sides. My genes are recessive. <laughs> They're beautiful. I would check out, the, check out your mailman <laughs> side. <laughs> you need, sh- I will show you pictures of both my parents and you'll be like, what? What? Gorgeous. I'll anyway. show you pictures of both my parents with the mailman and you'll be like, why do they like the mailman so much? <laughs> All right. Well, let me alter his introduction here. If you would like to see Chris's gorgeous eyes. Yes. You can uh, watch Silicon Valley as it wraps up its current season this Sunday, uh, June 26th on HBO, and then on demand forever, right? Right. Uh, he's also appeared, as we mentioned, in The World's Fastest Indian and Dodgeball and much more as we get to the bottom of it with Chris Williams. Hey. Thank you for having me. Hey. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> right? You. We're a party, right? Seriously. Yeah. Of those three movies, which would you see? Which was number one on your list? You know, I wasn't because a big Independence Day fan. Because I checked in with you after some the reason, show. 90s movies sucked, just, right? Huh? 90s movies kind of sucked, right? They did. Yeah. They did suck. Yeah. The Blake Lively thing, eh, eh, yeah. it's not going to be compelling. She's not going to be compelling Star to me. Green Lantern? Yeah, I, and, can, I can wait and, for a video. And Matthew McConaughey, you know, I don't know if I want to see any more. I haven't, still haven't seen The Birth of a Nation. The, the next uh, Civil War Are they remaking that? Uh, what's his name? With, no, there's um, a new movie with oh. the same name. What? Yeah. You can't uh, do that. That was uh, that one Sun Sundance jury and audience prize. Jury and audience wow. prize, and they got and it sold for twelve million, fifteen million. What? It was like one of the biggest ever. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Nate Parker. 
wrote and directed it. Well, is that something to do with the actor Nate Griffiths? Parker? Do you know Nate Parker? I don't know. Black uh, African American actor. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to be really. It's really really good. So it's supposed to come out in the fall because that's huge balls to take the name of. Yeah. of a very it's famously to be racist pheno- it's movie. Supposed to be a phenomenal, phenomenal film. Yeah. Well, this is I about think it's about sleep. the rebellion, the uh, Dread Scott rebellion, maybe. Like Matt uh, Turner. Matt Turner. Matt Turner. Okay. So it's. It, the, the trailer just came out for that. So it is interesting that he took the name of that because yeah. now he's putting a spin on it. He's like, no, we're not going right. to uh, have the title of that movie be about some Ku Klux oh, Klan members the, anymore. It's going to be the real story. Uh, yeah. Taking it back. Yes. Because the Nat Turner Rebellion was the birth of uh, a nation of rebellion within that community, right? Exactly, yes. Uh, I so love Nat Turner. That's, so that's the next, leading me to say, that's the next film, Civil War film that I will see yeah. or around that era. Yeah. Slaves. That's a good trailer. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah. full unknowns who we will soon get to know. I yes. imagine because yes. yeah. but it's supposed to be a phenomenal film. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Twelve million at Sundance. Yeah, wow. it was like the biggest. It was like the the biggest ever, I believe. It is a period piece. Yes, it's so funny. We all came up with the Sundance that was like, you know, people making oh, movies right, right. for twelve hundred dollars and <laughs> exactly. stuff. It is funny. It's like how it's gone through that it's progression. It's a whole like, different yes, ballgame. Full now. period piece with a bunch uh, of all our movies take place on the stoop of a brownstone. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. It's a long way exactly. away. It was always taking place at like the outside of a convenience store, not in the convenience <laughs> yeah, right. store. Can't get the right. Can't get the permit now, for that. Guerrilla filming. Now going back to the nineties, that was my nineties. Was Clerks, yep. El Mariachi, mm-hmm. Reservoir Dogs. Oh yeah, but, things oh. were taking place out in the desert because you yeah. could get that location too. <laughs> exactly. I think I don't plan on going uh, chronologically with you, Chris, but I do want to jump way back because we talked a little bit about Will Smith. Um, you, one of your first credits, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Very young oh, man. Cool. You were my oh. Fresh Prince. My sister was on the Fresh Prince, and what? I was the paramedic that comes in the car what? when she's pregnant in the car. You wouldn't recognize me. I have, I have hair and yeah, and I'm skinny. So yeah, it's Chris, like, it it's should, that big. It should be mentioned. Wow. His sister is Vanessa, Vanessa Williams. Williams. Yes. Yeah. Wait, oh, is it? That's does awesome. Vanessa have the big crazy blue eyes too? Yes, she does. Oh, what do you that's mean? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I can tell you that. I well, I'm not busy looking at her eyes. I'm looking at Chris. And I was. They're blue. <laughs> <laughs> Who did she marry? She married Rick Fox. Rick Fox. Okay. Yeah. Who's yeah. almost as good looking as she? And she just got married again. They must have amazing. Does he know about that? Yes, he does. Okay. Because I'm cool. I'll keep it quiet okay. if he doesn't. Hey, uh, in Ugly Betty, didn't you play her? I, I played her doppelganger. What? I loved that. And uh, how about, how about Don't that? Don't you love Hollywood? How about that? Oh, my God. That, you oh my are God. gorgeous, that is you dude. Is, is Vanessa? How? Oh, oh, put that up to the camera right, there, yeah, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> God, you're beautiful. Everybody go to a YouTube or Vimeo. I forget what we're on these days. Two hours of makeup. A... How about wow. that? You wow. Do they airbrush you? That looks kind of well, like that an airbrushed. Sec- that was, yeah, well, yeah, that was the second time that I, uh, that I, uh, I would only do it dress and drag. I'm sorry. See that? I would only <laughs> dress and drag for... The world's fastest Indian. I loved you in the world's Anthony, fastest with Anthony Indian. Hopkins. I mean, if you're going to do drag, the world's fastest Indian. I haven't seen it. Okay, it's let's so go. good. Okay, yeah, go Take into a little that. time on this. Movie. All right, yeah, go into that. First of all, we went to it, and I had no That's idea awesome. what to expect. And and, and, um, you and Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins was actually at the question and answer after it, and it was very. I don't think you were though. I might have remembered. I no, no, it was just, just Anthony. Anthony. But um, I loved that movie, and it was this wonderful relationship between your character, who is. A cross-dresser or a full-on transvestite? Full-on transvestite. And Anthony Mm -hmm. Hopkins, who is new to town and doesn't understand that world really. From from New Zealand. He's a Kiwi. Oh, brilliant. It's a true story. It's a true story of a... Of uh, uh, Burt Monroe, who came from New Zealand uh, and set the world's land speed record on the Indian motorcycle. And and he sets that record in America, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. On the salt flats. Salt flats. Okay. 
And that's okay. So and that's you, his relationship. Well, he has a relationship with your character because he meets you at the hotel yes. where he's wow. staying, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that and then ho- uh, and then he meets me at the hotel, and then I help him get a car. Mm-hmm. I help him get around to get the. And, and get his shipment in for his from his motorcycle from New Zealand and then get him on his way to the flats. And I have a feeling I got the impression that he never quite acknowledged or knew that you were a man. He did because I have one scene where I say, I'm a boy. Okay. And, and he's like, he doesn't really care. He didn't care. He That's, didn't really I, care. I didn't think so it changed his opinion it was, of you. It was such an amazing oh. experience. Well, first of all, I'm a, kind of a big dude, so I always felt fat. It's the first time when I felt big, you know, because I, I was trying to be small, like feminine, small, yeah. small, small. And my audition for Roger Donaldson, which was a, he's a great director, was just I just oh, put yeah. a scarf a scarf on because I didn't want to have any affectations from for me. So I wanted to be able to be as feminine as possible with just the thing. And that's how I got the role, which was cool. And then when I got to do it, I did five hours of waxing. Oh yeah! In one sitting, wow. five oh. hours. And that was my just chest, below the back, border. Yeah, my chest, my back, <laughs> my legs, my arms, and my pits. Woo! You have no idea the that's, pain. Oh, your pits, pain. dude. That's gotta hurt. Everything. I don't think you're supposed to do it all in one sitting, Chris. You can uh, come well, back. I mean, if you're gonna in. get it done, you just, just oh. get just hey. grin and bear it. So they ripped all my hair. And it was weird. What was really weird oh. is when I looked down at my, you know, my chest. It was the first time since a boy that I had no hair. Oh. Yeah. So it was like weird to see. Anyway, anyway, so so, so I did double. that, you got two and then I had a friend of mine who, who <laughs> a friend of mine who who's uh, it wasn't a drag queen, but knew how to uh, walk in heels. He took me to Hollywood Boulevard. We wait, bought wait, wait. A, a, size. a friend of mine who's not a drag queen who taught me how to walk in heels. Hey, welcome to Hollywood. He's a he's a, he's a gay gentleman that <laughs> you know frequents uh, the clubs and stuff like what? that. And we bought a pair of silver pumps, size twelve, and you had that to I learn. still have. And I had to learn how to walk. How long did that take? <laughs> I can rock some. I can rock you some can pumps. And it was show. funny during the football season. Like my boys came over, and I would answer the door in my heels. They're like, "Hey, oh, what the I'm working." <laughs> I'm so, uh, so did you ever open the door and there's two friends and one of them turns to the other friends and went, "I knew it, <laughs> I knew it, <laughs> told you." So I had to learn how to walk in heels, and you know, the pantyhose. And quick tip though, if you ever want to know how right. to have fake boobs. Bird seed and pantyhose. Oh, I know that from John Waters' book with Divine. <laughs> I actually they know that they did bird seed. Perfect. They're oh. perfectly round and they felt great. And use the knot as the nipples. So it's not just the look. Oh, it's I not like it's the it. feel. It's the yeah. Nice. So uh, it was an. They cut two. I had two other scenes in, in the in the movie, but literally my character falls in love with he and he's such great story. Two two stories. Uh-huh. First Jeez. of all. If there's any time that you were going to be with Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> all had eight scenes with him, it's just me and him uh-huh. the whole wow. time. So I'm in, sitting in a That's car so cool. with him, you know, and all I was like, what do you what do you ask? Just like any question that I had, I was Man. like, so um, what was it like working with so and so? He's like, oh, working with Olivier and, and he's like, oh, here's a story. He's like, I mm. was um, when I was a kid, I Charlie Chaplin was my hero and I wrote Charlie Chaplin a letter. And Charlie Chapman wrote me back. Oh, and I'm like, do you have it? Do you have it? He's like, no, it's gone. Oh. But he wrote him back and said, you know, thank you for, you know, reaching out. Oh. And when he uh, was filming Chaplin, the movie Chaplin, oh, yeah. they knocked on his door. And that's when he got nominated. Found out he got nominated for Sons of the Lambs. Oh, my God. So that's kind of a weird thing. So I'm like yeah. soaking in every, every aspect of any question that I can ask him. Oh. And then he goes, I'm writing music. He's not a musician. He's like, I'm writing orchestral music. Hmm. You want to come listen to some? I was like, yeah. 
So he takes me to his trailer, <laughs> and I'm listening to music that Anthony Hopkins wrote, which is kind of weird. In full yeah, drag. Hopkins in full drag. Drive. <laughs> in full drag. Hose and high heels. Yeah, so I'm going. <laughs> How? What? You could never have Welcome predicted me Dude, being in. You were a little boy and you were just at home and you're <laughs> right. like watching TV. One day. One day I'm going to be in tights right? and heels with Anthony Hopkins. Crazy. And the last great oh. thing about Tony, I can call him Tony. Tony. I work with him. You can call him He's Tony. He's like, um, are you working on anything? And I was like, oh, well, I'm going out for this pilot for, for USA Network. He's like, well, if there's anything I can do, just let me know. And I'm like, oh, man, that'd be, that'd be really, that, wow, that'd be great. He's like, He's like, well, do you want me to do anything? I was like, well, you know, do you want to, I don't know. He's like, you want me to call the president? I was like, yes. yeah. He's like, what do you want me to say? I was like, okay. Tony Hopkins called the president of the USA Networks, got him on the phone and was like, uh, I'm working with Chris Williams right now. He's a, he'd be a wonderful thing. He's a wonderful actor. Da, 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 da. How cool! I and he's like, I was like, thank you. I was like, thank you. He's Did like, oh, help? I wanted to do something. No, ah. but, but I, 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 John Leguizamo got the role, which is fine. Ah. Because the president hung up the phone and somebody said, "Who was it?" He's like an Anthony Hopkins again, <laughs> telling us to go hire somebody. <laughs> exactly. Calls every week. <laughs> but he, he, he was such a wonderful, giving man, and it was so oh. easy, so cool. easy to work with him, just because he's so giving. Yeah. And it wasn't, I wasn't nervous at all because it was just like, and he's funny too. He tells a lot of jokes. That's he said, so but they won't great. let me do comedies. Oh. They won't oh. let me. Do- well, that's that's the good point. We've been t- we've had this conversation for a couple of weeks now. Is that Russell Crowe is in the Nice, nice guys, guys, right? And that the the fact that that is not a comically written role, but saying those things as him gets comedy. I Anthony Hopkins really could really be in a comic role in that. Mm-hmm. He and and actually he's pretty funny in that movie. I find him kind of adorable. Yeah. He's not mm. often adorable in a movie. Yeah. Well, it, the way he's, he's not huggable. put off by the transgender that is his That's, friend is mm-mm. the whole movie. It's he so just it's a sort it of a, a, it's a being there kind of gleefully going through and doing water the thing and he, he just, loves. You know, he just lives out of water. Yeah, yeah. and everyone who comes across him, he makes no judgment. No. He just accepts him and he rolls on this adventure. It's really cool. It was an, if, you have to, if you haven't seen the movie, it's a, I, it's a gr- I thought it was one of his best performances ever, honestly. Yeah. And I thought it was going to do a lot more, in the, but Mag, um, Magnolia, it was their first movie they distributed. So they so really they didn't, didn't know, know what, what to, to do. do. So it made like four million dollars, three, four million. It did seem like a small film. Really it. small. Yeah. And they didn't know. And the world's fastest Indian is the worst title yeah. Yeah. that you can have because you're like, what is it? A fast Indian or whatever. Yeah, so it doesn't make yeah, it did. sense. It was a yeah. so uh, Jim Thorpe movie or something. <laughs> right, exactly. is, is Hopkins play an Indian? No, no, he's no, a, he's a, he's a, the, a, a, a guy from, oh. yeah, the Indian motorcycle. I know, it's hard. See, it's not a good See? title. <laughs> exactly. Did you film the scenes where you take care of that hotel at, at that in hotel Utah. on Sunset? Oh, in Utah. It All looks the, like a hotel on Sunset. I know. Right across uh-huh. from like oh, the yeah. Rock and Roll Ralphs. I thought I'm sure you would have been at the Sahara. Yeah. It was all in Utah. Really? You shot in Utah. No yeah. way. I didn't yeah. believe that. No way. See? Yeah. Did you see it? Yes, I love this movie. All in Utah. Mm-hmm. I, I could have swore I, I was. Swear I was right across from Rockville. I've driven past that Me hotel, too. like the Safari Inn. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, no. Seventh Vale. All in, well, next yeah. to the. Yeah, yeah I thought Seventh it was. On, I thought it was right across the street from Guitar Center on yes. Sunset. Yes. Yeah. That's not it. I tell right everybody that when they Utah. visit. I'm always like, oh, that's where they film the world's fastest Indian. Yeah. It was a fun movie to do. I've shown that place to a lot of out-of-towners and said, well, this is where they did world's fastest Indian. Yeah. It's really cool. Another movie that more people have seen, I imagine, but. 
they should seek out the world's fastest yeah. Indian. It is uh, it's great. And then go, as hell. go read up on Burt Monroe, the real guy. Yes, that yeah. guy's nuts. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Same yeah. deal. Because he was like seventy at the time. Yeah, it was when the he set the motorcycle, you yeah. say right? The yeah. one he set the land speed record yeah. on the on the one he made. Yeah, he and made he, this motorcycle, and he makes his own racing tires by shaving off the rubber of. Of, of, of a store-bought tire because there's all sorts of rules at the Bonneville Salt Flats about how your racing slicks have to have a certain okay. thickness, and, and he didn't know that. And he, right. he showed up at, at the Bonneville Salt Flats without any knowledge of all the prerequisites and the rules and all this other stuff and makes his own en- makes his own engine, builds his own pistons. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Them. I wish incredible. I could do stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, let's talk about dodgeball. Dodgeball. Yay, yes. Dodgeball. Yes. Um, <sighs> You are uh, one of the first two people who worked right with Vince Vaughn uh, and came and aboard the dodgeball team right when he knew he had to form this team of. of it, it's great that the Vince Vaughn character in dodgeball is very like is Bill very Murray. Bill Murray. Yes, he right? is yeah. right with Love the team that. of losers and yes. making them all heroes, like exactly. in stripes, like he does it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so it was you. So your character Dwight right worked at. Well, the re- shows, how I got, right? how, how I got the role is from Curb Your Enthusiasm. They they liked it so much. Ben liked me in cur- in uh, Crazy Ass Killer. You were on Curb. Crazy Ass Killer. What? You were crazy. You're Crazy Ass Killer. Oh my God! I do this every week. I find out who's sitting with us. Do you know who you are? <laughs> that was the jacket episode, huh? The jacket episode where he gets yes, the jacket. Exactly. Yes. Oh exactly. The only one that's won an Emmy. The only oh episode. Oh my God. So they Ben saw me on the that. Chris Williams and, bump. And they had me, <laughs> and they awesome. had me um, come for do the table reading of of dodgeball, and it was, ugh, I wish I could remember. It was Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller, but it was like uh, I think Jer- Jeremy Pippen was there. Some weird thing. People in there, you're like, oh, I wouldn't have thought, thought that. And I wouldn't have thought that. Just for the reading. And so I was the first person who read Dwight, and then they had me audition for it. Everyone, you know, they're like. And they had me audition with everybody. I auditioned with Jason Siegel. Do you remember the the joke, the the character, the the one who falls in love with the with oh, the yeah. David Moore, David Joel, Joel, Moore? Joel, Joel Moore, Moore, right? Who's in yeah. you know? Yeah, that guy. From um, Avatar. Jason Siegel read for that role. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. Um. Wow. From uh, The Office. What's his name? Rain Wilson read Dwight, for that role. Yeah, oh, so wow. I got to read with all of them wow. and me. <laughs> so the scenes, their audition was with me, and I'm like. Well, do I have the role or not? I that's mean, right. I think that's a yes. You, you, and they said, "Well, can you do it more urban?" Because I, I, I play Dwight as just a regular guy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But like, no, we want to, you know, make him blacker or whatever, or, or more it's like urban. Crazy Eyes, you like, and Crazy Eyes Killer. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I can do that. So I, I, you know, made him a little crazy ass talk, talk like this, whatever. <laughs> and uh, and then I didn't like I auditioned. I'm like, do I have the role or not? It was like weeks. They make you jump through all the. Hoops, and then right? and then Ross and Thurber, who it directed, you know, S- Central Intelligence, the yeah. new one. Yes, out, I want to ask you about he, him. He gave me a, uh, gave me Cavalier and Clay, uh, Clay the book, and oh, wrote yeah. in there, and he's like, you know, the congratulations. Is that a comic book? It is comic. It's, like, no, it's, no, it's about a, it's a book. It's, a, it's about it's a book. Yeah. About yeah. So that's how I got dodgeball, and we spent three months in Vegas. And it was we had two weeks of dodgeball practice, oh, which was a lot of fun. God, I love that. And, I would love uh, that movie. It was so much fun, and we were in Vegas, and we had to shoot the next day, and we and we all went to a strip club. Well, me, yeah, uh, Vince and everything. And I'm like, oh, we got to shoot in the morning, so I'm in the bathroom. I'm like, okay, guys, I'm I'm gonna go. And Vince is like, what do you mean you're gonna go? I'm like, well, I gotta, we're gonna shoot. He's like, here's here, here's three hundred dollars. <laughs> you go out there and make me proud. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like, Vince, I can't. He's like, you get out there and start making it. He's the real deal, right? Saying, That's not a character he's ever playing, right? That is I, him. I really want you to I tell hope. me that he told you that you're money when you were in Vegas with him. <laughs> Look, Chris, you're money. You don't so know that how was money like, you are. It, it was like, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Oh. It was a lot of fun. Oh, I no, I was yeah. uh, Ross and Marshall Thurber because he also did Meet the Parents and now and the Millers, uh, Meet the Millers, Millers. I mean, or Meet the Millers. Sorry, so Meet the Millers, and uh, yeah, big difference. Yeah, but uh, but is he the real deal for comedy directors? He seems Look like at he's him. really good. Millers it. did really well, yeah. and then Central. I haven't seen Central Intelligence, uh, but he's. Very... I laughed so much in but, that movie. I was bugging Paul after a while. I think because well, I couldn't could, handle could that you movie. Stop applauding. I couldn't. <laughs> she applauded. I love that. Oh nice. I wish people would applaud That's awesome. Anymore, I lo- I was all flammy from laughing, so I'd applaud. That's a yeah. great matchup, though those two. So but Rossin's Rossin's great. Of course, I haven't been in a film of his since. I, but we won't, I, we won't I, go. We won't go I want that right now. I once spent a New Year's at the house next to his, and my uh, the guy was felt bad because it was New Year's Eve and I was working. And he goes, "Look, if you want to if you want to take off and come back and do the project," he goes, "He goes next door. They're having a party." And he goes, "Here, I get mail for him all the time." And he gives me Ross and Marshall Thurber's mail. And he goes, "He comes here all the time. I have to take over." He goes, "Just take it over and say." That you, you're returning some of my mail and maybe they'll invite you to the party or whatever. So I went over there, which is a weird excuse to go, <laughs> hey, it's it's a quarter till oh, on midnight on New Year's Eve. <laughs> right. I'm like, I just thought I'd bring your mail over. <laughs> but I did. I got all the way into his party and I started seeing people and I was like, I don't know. I'm going to get thrown out of here. I left. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you see? I half crashed the party. I don't know. I went out to the pool. I didn't recognize any of them, but they were all obviously to do's, you know? Right. Adam self deported himself out of the party. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. What a oh great God, way to ring in the new year. I don't belong somewhere. <laughs> Someday I'll meet uh, Marshall or also oh, Marshall Thurber and tell him that story. But. Well, here's something I didn't know about you when I looked at your IMDb. You worked with one of my comedy heroes of all time. You did a little stint on The Late Show. Yes, I did. I did four, uh, five episodes, being an angry guy in the audience. <laughs> That's I love old, that. Yeah, and the, the the Stangle brothers who wrote on on Letterman uh, for like, they were their head writers for like ten years, ten twelve years. I went to high school with them, and they're like, we want to write something for you. And the great the the greatest thing about Letterman or doing the Letterman show is for an actor is a you've got one shot. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to act like you're in part of the audience, so you got one shot. <laughs> You don't rehearse with Dave. You rehearse with a writer. So you do one rehearsal, and then they sit you in the audience, and you got to act like you're a part of the audience, and you got one shot, and he might not read what you are going for. So you got to be able to improv and not mess it up, and if he's messing up the lines, know how to get him to where you have to. So it's like being on the edge of your. It's like live theater, yeah. but you're not. They don't know it's live it's theater. It's live theater, but you're not able to rehearse. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Fantastic. So that was. Uh, so I did like. Uh, and I got Henry Winkler was in one of them. Um, and because I, he's. I was like, you know, Henry Winkler's here, right? He's like, uh, yeah. Um, well, you know, bring him up here. I'm like, no, Henry. We're leaving Henry. Winkler. Let's go, Henry Winkler. <laughs> And we're leaving. You boss you know, around, you're dis- you're Henry- disrespecting. He's like, but I want to say, I said, let's go, Henry Winkler. And we get up and we, we leave to get like, I'm going to go. I'm gonna and go your bit him. was you just hated everything Dave was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. fantastic. It was fun. It was fun. Oh Always a good bit. Right, Henry Winkler, I mean, for being a, a, an older guy, really has a hip sense of humor because he's, he's on Arrested Development. The he's so funny. nicest. They say he's yeah, the nicest right? man. He is the, you don't understand how nice the man is. Wow. The nicest man. He came, he's like, do you mind if I come to your dressing room for a second? I was like, no, come on in. He's like, oh, wow, you're doing a really great job. And I was like, you're Henry Winkler. <laughs> you're Henry Winkler. <laughs> no, he's not. He's the 
He's the Fonz. I'm like, just the sweetest, like the sweetest, nicest man. I've been very lucky with some really nice, yeah, nice yeah. people. Really cool, yeah, yeah. Because I would not be meeting Henry Winkler. I'd be meeting the Fonz. That's the he's still the Fonz. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, right? see. We'll he was the Fonz. I did a T-shirt with the Fonz on. <laughs> so the only box. things I'm really known for are all 14 years old: dodgeball, yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> yeah. and Friday After Next. Oh yeah, Friday. Oh Friday After Next. That's the third. Right? At least three to four times a week. Now what? people come. You a crackhead, right? <laughs> <laughs> Black and Latino. You the crackhead. <laughs> oh man, I knew you. That. Friday after next. <laughs> Friday after next. So I get some dodgeball, and then cur- curb. I get you crazy ass. You? Crazy ass. <laughs> like, yeah. Black people love me from front. They go, you the crackhead, right? <laughs> Two scenes, <laughs> and they're like, I didn't realize that Friday after next, after next was such a huge film. So what's the direction of Curb Your Enthusiasm like? I mean, uh, what, there is no direction. You get. I was gonna say the audition, the audition yeah. process is. They give you a slip of paper. Mm-hmm. You've seen the episode. Okay. They say you're at your engagement party, and that's it. You you love eating uh, pee, you know, uh, not pee, <laughs> pee, you you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. ladies' parts, uh-huh. uh, and uh, you can't live without it. Okay, and that's it. And that's it. So you go wow. in there with Larry, and I and I left because if, if I went in like Chris Williams, like with blue eyes, and so I put brown contacts in. Oh, oh. I was like, I was like rough i had a tank top on and i put a big tattoo that said wolf because i was calling myself the wolf man you know what i mean <laughs> like some dumb rapper like my name was wolf so i'm the wolf man i put some fangs in right and marla garland marla garland who's jeff garland's wife was a casting director on a sketch comedy show i did called oh. hype on the wb you were on the hype yeah <laughs> i got a funny story we'll tell tear it out and show it for our audience but and uh <laughs> She knew I could do a Master P impression. So Master P, Redford, Sticky Fingers, Ghostface Killer, Mike Epps, all these people read for it. But you had to know the sensibility of what Curb is about. So when I left my house as the Wolfman, I had fangs in right? and, I, and I left like my house like that. You know what I mean? So I went into an, another office and I was like, hey, yeah, I'm looking for cur- Curb you the curb your enthusiasm, something like that. You she's went like, in in character? And she's like, uh, uh, yeah, that's that. I was like, yeah, that's, that's a lot. How you doing? Just to see if it works, because I was like, if I'm going in as Chris, hey, how you guys doing? Oh my god, I'm a big fan. Yeah, so I went in, you know. So when I walk in the room, I was like, what's up? You know, that's a hilarious. I was ready to go, and then how I just talked to him, I was like, Larry David, you got two first names, man. Where you come up with that? Where you come up with? I like that. Like my dad was like, your dad is cool. I like that. So like, so all the all the audition was just me doing that, and then I went to the grocery store afterwards to see, you know, in full character. In full character, it was funny. It was funny because people would look, you know, if you wear some gangster looking crazy, you know, I'm like, no, but I went to Georgetown, guys. So, um, and then I got the job, and then they're like, is he is he a good rapper? They're like like, and only Jeff Jeff knew that I was that I was uh, Jeff and and I think Bob Whitey, the director, knew that I was not Mm -hmm. like. A gangster but, rapper, but Larry, is but Larry thought I was. He, oh. And then even when I got on set, he's like, "Oh!" And I had to stay in that character a little bit just to keep the 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 tension between. Because you have to, if you know the sensibility of what Curb, what makes Curb funny, it's all is tension. is I'm I like you, but I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> so he's like, "Does he like me or does he want to kill me?" And the more that you can go, yeah, yeah, like don't touch me. You know, like what's up, man? Yeah, 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 don't touch me. He's like, "Oh, oh can I touch?" You know. 
he doesn't know, and the, the funnier that can be, the more stakes I've, are. I've seen interviews where he so. says he's he enjoys nothing more than being yelled at by somebody yeah. on that show. Yeah. <laughs> now, as so, an actor, do you recommend that? Because I think this is the second time in almost three weeks that somebody has told a story about auditioning in character. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, mm-hmm. I think Diane Franklin did that as Monique. Didn't she go in as Monique? Yeah, she went in from with Better Off Dead. Yeah. So. It sounds like it's something that you don't hear all the time, but you hear often enough as a not a ploy, but as when a strategy. No, there's no, there's no way I could. If I went in like this and then I did crazy eyes, you're same. not gonna, mm-hmm. you're not gonna. I have to go in there yeah. like him, especially if it's with Larry. You know what I mean? So and I was, li- I was literally researching MTV Cribs. <laughs> no, seriously, I did my research on gangster rapping and stuff yeah. like, oh. and like in and the show is all improv. So I was coming up with as, as many things as I could, making it as mundane as possible, but making it. So I was like, yeah, that's a, um, and just like Master P was on the at that point was on the Forbes list for you know fifty the top twenty yeah. richest person and people in Hollywood. He's not a dumb person just because he's a rapper. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that, like that. Like, I, that's an oil painting, right? And it was a picture of me. You know, I'm gonna get a picture of me right in a in a sweatsuit. You know, I'm gonna put on the back. I'm a bad mother mother effer. You know, I'm on the back. You know what I mean? So I wake up every day. I said, but you know what? I'm a I'm a French impressionist mother, but mother. So I want a Pontormo or you know I'm a Monet or Manet because I'm a French impressionist mother. You know? <laughs> to make it sound like you know. They're not dumb. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Just throw him off. Like, he it's likes, a better comic angle. You know, he, yeah. he likes impressionism, you know? <laughs> so it was just... It was no, I'm just light. wondering, as fun. a strategy, do you think a casting director is tired with that strategy? Because you hear enough of this story mm. to think, or this, you hear enough of this strategy to think, hey, that's the way to go and audition. Yeah. Or do you really think you just have to gauge it audition by audition? Because you knew in this case, if you went in as Chris Williams, there's, they're never going to buy the switch that you're going to make. You always have to... I think you always have to go in oh, okay. as the character, just because... First of all, the, the 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 scope they're so limited in terms of having imagination. I'm like, oh, he can do that. You have to go in. Like a friend of mine was saying, yeah. you know, if you go, if you have a ditzy, she had a ditzy role. She had like thirty pilots because if it was a ditzy role, she'd go in like, she'd always say, "How are you?" I'm like. Oh, fine. How are you? Oh my God. Well, I just my my keys. I was in the car and my car started running down. She did a ditzy story uh-huh. and then went into the character and like, oh, she's already she's that character. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because they have no imagination. If yeah. I went in like this and then did it, uh, there's no way I could have gotten it. There's yeah. no way I could have gotten it. So you yeah. actually take in consideration covering up those eyes. Oh yeah. And wow. uh, and here here's the kicker. Should have here's one the kicker. Dark, one they would never believe the reason why it's eyes. the reason why it's Crazy Eyes Killer is because they're like, so what's your character's name? And I was like, what do you mean? why are you asking me? No, I said, I you said, wrote the show. you know, I don't, improv, I, I, said, I don't like wearing, con- I don't wear contacts. So I said, well, I got to at least wear one. And I was like, I'll call myself like crazy eyes killer with K's. It's as simple as and that. they're like, okay, done. So I have to name the character. And all the stuff that we got to do. Wow, that was it was, all it you. Was, it was yeah, it was that's all. So it was cool. fun. Did you wear just one contact? Yep, I wear one ah, contact. One brown, one blue. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's yeah, it was a, it was like a, it. and just the and I have some some outtakes where I, they had to not because he kept laughing, he <laughs> kept laughing and stuff. He's and he just pulled me aside one time. He goes, "Yeah, you're doing you're doing a great job." I was like, "Thanks." And he's like, yeah, "I could have written it." He's like, I could have written it, but you know, you. I was like, I'm, I'm sure, oh, I'm sure you, you could have done it. Yeah. Are you but trained it was a, in improv? A, huh? Are you trained in improv? Yeah, yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah. It's great. It, yeah. it, it's, it's just so being great in the moment. That that shows and, to yeah, and it's and, just uh, yeah. it's coming back. So, yeah. you know, and there was only three scenes. 
I did three scenes, and that's been the biggest. That's gotten me more work than anything I've ever it's legendary, done. Legendary, right? Yeah. You so, say yeah, Crazy Ice Killer, and Bart and I go, "What?" You I've been recognized what? all over the world for it too. Like I was in Brazil, oh, I've been in so Japan, you know. Time, yeah, so. so it's cool stuff. But right now I'm on Silicon Valley. Right. I, I have, I'm on Dice on Showtime. I'm, I'm I play Dice's manager on Showtime. Oh, so you appeared you on it, but you're a regular on there. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a recurring on yeah, there. Yeah. I'm recurring on uh, Silicon Valley. So I got uh, four episodes on that. It was originally one episode, but I got to do, and they said, okay, let's just do something else. And then yeah. I had read for it, it, Mike's, it's Mike Judge. Yeah. yeah. And I had read what t- 10, 12 years ago for Idiocracy mm. as wow. the Which president. Is so true. As, uh, as the president, really? the president, as you know, you're the crazy the, president. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't get it, obviously. And uh, he's like, "I remember you from your audition for for the Idiocracy." So wait a minute, that's true, you guys. You are always auditioning for the next role. You never know. You never you, know. You just do your best. Life is a journey. Exactly. Book the office, as they say, right? So you booked Mike Judge's office when you auditioned for Idiocracy to the point where they call you in and give you the job next time. Well, I, I did put it on tape. I put myself on tape for the for the for the role, and then. Uh, I did it, and they said, "Okay, we're going to put you in nine and ten, and then we're going to stick you in six. Just to, I was nice. like, "Great!" So I got four episodes. Who do you play I, in this show? I play the head of security. Okay. Uh, at Hooli, do you watch the show? Yeah, yeah. The head of security, Gavin Belson's right hand man, and okay. I, I love him. Yeah, like he treats me like crap, and but I'm like, any I will do anything for you. So it's such a nice. I'm like, and like I, I take charge of things, mm-hmm. but to him, he's like a god to me. So it's just a, it's one of my favorite characters that I've been able to do. Because it's just so like contradictory, he's like you know this tough guy, but like he just he's like <laughs> but he has you're a so thing. he's like you're he so needy. Thing. He's like why are you still here? I'm like you you want to answer that or no you don't. He's like Ugh. so. It's, you it's have fun. such an interesting range because you can obviously play very sweet and adorable and feminine, and then you can play crazy eyed people. That's amazing. It was it's fun. It's been nice. It's been nice. It's it's fun to be a character actor. So I'm known for certain things, but no one, a lot of people don't put it all together like yeah. I've done cobbling stuff. So it's been a I, I love my career, and now I'm a series regular. I have my new show coming out on CBS. Talk about that, yeah, with oh, the CBS. Great Indoors, the yeah. Great Indoors on CBS, oh. airing October 27th after The Big Bang Theory, the Good best for slot, you. Yeah. the best slot on TV. That's a nice lead. Joel in. McHale, Stephen Fry, <gasps> Christopher Mintz Plus. Good for what? you. And uh, yeah, right. do you play sweet or crazy? <laughs> I play a Chicago uh, bar owner. Kind of crazy. And uh, I did a pilot last year. I was on a TV series last year called uh, One Big Happy. And one of the writers, Mike Gibbons, was on the show, writing on the show. And he said, can you come and do a pilot for me? James Burrow was directing just as a what? guest star for my pilot. I was like, yeah. yeah. He's like, I've always wanted to write for you. So I went in there, killed this Uber driver, and they made me a series regular from that, from the guest star. And then didn't get picked up because they said there was no stars in it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to nine months later, he writes another CBS pilot and wrote the character of Eddie as late thirties, uh, bald headed black man. Think Chris Williams. Oh my god! In the pilot, we should get a Chris Williams type for this. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I was or like, get Chris Williams. Right. Yeah, so right? Uh, I got a chance to, you know, I was like, that's pressure on me because I haven't done, you know, like, like. Am I gonna? Is other people gonna audition for me? You know, I want a guy who acts like Chris Williams because Chris Williams is great. No pressure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we shot it in in uh, in, uh, in May, and uh, 
We got picked up, 13 episodes, and Woo! we're going to air after the Big Bang Theory. Oh, congratulations. So you can't, you congratulations. Can't beat that. yeah. That's old that school slot. way to get in the show. The old pilot the season old that pilot comes season. in the fall. Yeah, you know, exactly. everything's all, all over the place. The one biggest problem with TV right now is there's too much good TV. So That's why I haven't seen TV. any Silicon Valley, but I've seen so Daredevil and Better such, Call Saul, and they're both great. It's such great TV right <laughs> now. It's such a yeah. great, uh, you know, and all the since all the film writers are writing for TV, it's so much... More lucrative to write for. It's so hard to get a film made. First of all, yeah, that's not a tentpole uh, film, you know, and just a yeah. regular. So that's where all the all the independent films from Sundays where we grew up. That's where all they're, yeah, they're all right. doing is they write, all writing great TV. Yeah, I want to yeah. get to your favorite movie of all time. But before that, real yes. quick, uh, turns out Karen and I are alumni from where your mom went to school. My mom and dad. Oh, wow. did they meet there? Yes, they did. So, so did, did we. we. How about nice. That? And my something? cousin went there as well. And They're I was great, back uh, there. Four years, four years ago, for uh, um, this my is the, this is the State University of New York at Fredonia. At Fredonia, Fredonia. yes, hey, South yeah. of Buffalo. Hey, so I went to the first time I was on the Fredonia's campus. Were you guys doing like a scholarship or something? Or? Yeah, I think we did a scholarship my, in my dad's name. That's uh, great. And uh, they interviewed us about something. I forgot. Just our family, <laughs> and you know, so it was nice. It was cool. nice to be on Fredonia's campus. I was like, oh, wow. was your mom a music major or something? Uh, yeah, my parents were both music teachers for <gasps> elementary school music teachers for forty. And that job years. doesn't exist anymore. I know. Oh. <laughs> I know. Seriously, music is still taught. I'm sure somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, in the basement. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it was great. I can't... Put, but you went to Georgetown. They didn't I send you to, to Fredonia? No, they didn't send uh, you For anybody coming into the show late, uh, Paul and Karen are from upstate New York. Uh, yeah. We went to Fredonia. And we met at Fredonia. This is connection. Right? Yeah, we, yes, just said, we just said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's all right. The people, the people back in Jamestown, New York, WRFA, are going to really appreciate yes. that because they know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, indeed. Go Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Go Bills. Uh, yeah. <laughs> People who came suffering. in during the three seconds before <laughs> he said I'm for doing it after Paul and for those people that tuned in, in at precisely that moment, they might not know what's going I on. I have helped them out. On the old on demand <laughs> show. Up, keep up. I, well, I meant to criticize them. Keep up, people. Come, Come on. on. It's not a uh, but let's get to your favorite movie of all time. Yes. We ask everyone who comes on the show, what is it? My favorite movie of all time. I can tell you, first of all, I have figurines from it. I have an album. All the President's Men. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have, Kill I have four figurines from it. Uh-huh. I have an album. I have everybody's autograph on a what? giant, a giant three foot by four by four by five foot mm, big thing with the. Put, and I have two signed scripts. Yes. Break into Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Came out. It's a black and white film. Oh, oh, I'm very. That bad. might throw you off. It's oh, a oh. comedy. Edward. Edward. I was gonna say Edward. Nope. It's a comedy, and I have figurines from it. Clerks? No, no. Uh, um, uh, Jack Skeleton. Um, <gasps> nope. Nightmare that's Before Midnight. That's going. 1980. <gasps> 1980 Black and White. Raging Bull. Nope. Um, that's not a comedy. Ooh. But it is Young black Frankenstein. And white. Thank it's you. Oh! Ding, 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 ding. Came out in 1974. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was it 74? Yeah, it did. Oh, it sorry. just had its 40th anniversary. Oh, because B- Raging Bull was 1980. Yeah. My bad. Sorry. Karen and I went no, to that's my other right. That's my other favorite so film. That's why. Oh, there you I'm go. Sorry, Karen Point and I went to the 40th uh, anniversary screening they had here in town with Mel and Cloris Leachman in attendance. Oh, Cloris wow. Leachman would not I was, get out of I was not in, I'm not in uh, uh, town for that. Oh. I was fun stuff. Cloris Leachman would not stop bothering him. It was awesome. I flew to Seattle 
for the prep of the Broadway musical. That's how much uh, <gasps> oh, oh, nice. to see them work the workshop of the before Brian Darcy James, friend of the show, was originally uh, in the workshop, and he was show. much better. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. oh, then how it you ended heard up? It here. You heard yeah. it keep here. that between us yeah. and our podcast Aww. audience. But a uh, young friend and I have, <laughs> and, great. and you know, I went to do one of those sports <laughs> memorabilia stores after oh, I did yeah. hype my TV show, and I was in the Vegas, hype. and I was like, yes. I was like, wait. Like I would never buy someone's autograph or this, and I was like, oh, and it was like, oh, and there was a giant uh-huh. young Frankenstein with every Cloris Leachman, Gene Hackman, remember? Oh, oh yeah, that's Gene right. Ha- Kenneth Mars, God. Peter Boyle, and uh, so I have a check with written by uh, Gene Wilder with his with his signature, and they're all in uh, in the, with their pictures, and it's a huge thing. Where did it's, you get this? I bought it in Vegas. Did like, you buy it at in, the in, uh, in Mandalay Bay? Because uh, I stop by this place every time I'm in Vegas in Mandalay Bay, and they they There's do all that stuff. There's one, of them, but yeah. I was like, uh, sports, sport. I was like, young. They they have the young Frankenstein, <laughs> uh, and then I went online and I got the. Uh, I have two Igors, <laughs> and I have a Frankenstein, and I have Igor. a Doctor Frankenstein, Frankenstein, and I have a, um, uh, the 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 monster too. Uh, have you met Mel Brooks? Have I met? I don't know. I have not. I met Gene Wilder though. Oh. My sister, my sister did. See no evil. Hear no evil. Oh. See no evil what? with oh, yeah, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Richard, Richard Pryor. Pryer. Exactly. Ooh, I so like I was on the set for that. So I got to meet Gene Wilder then. Oh, that's cool. I, I, How old are you? Oh, sorry. Oh, I was. I will tell you that Mel Brooks territory real quick. Um, I don't have amazing stories of working with these people, but I was in Beverly Hills getting my hair done, and I was at this um, beauty shop, and as it was a Tuesday. As one does. <laughs> I, it was like Tuesday at ten in the morning. No, you know, you don't expect to see celebrities, and in can it's this little old man, and he's eating candy, and it hit his lip, and it shot across the salon, <laughs> and it came over by my foot. And he ran over and he goes, hey, what's going on here? And I said, oh, I'm just getting my hair done. It was just he and I because the beautician was in the back and I didn't recognize him. Of course, it's Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what are we doing today? What are we doing? And I said, oh, I'm just going to get my hair colored and whatever. And so the girl came back out and saw that I was talking to Mel Brooks and she knew it was Mel Brooks. And she goes, can I introduce you? And she says that to the guy. So I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? And she goes, Karen, I would like you to meet Mel Brooks. Mel, this is Karen. And he's like, how's it going, honey? 20 minutes later, he's doing my hair. He's braiding it. Oh, it wow. gets crazier because he goes in the back to get his hair done. It comes out. My hair is now done. And I go to leave and he grabs me and kisses me smack on the lips. Good for him. Isn't that amazing? I was like, hi, That's Mel Brooks. Awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. He was the sweetest guy. Yeah, Karen called me and said, Mel Brooks just kissed me. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not a threat, really? So, yeah. cool. so that is my favorite film. I, I, oh, that film great. is so What funny. a year. I mean, he put up really Blazing great. Saddles and Young Frankenstein in the same year. Is and it, and fought, yeah. fought, fought, fought oh, tooth and nail to make it in black and white. It was perfect. No one wanted black and white. You could not make a black and white film. Well, that was considered like a box office killer at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so funny. And Cloris Leachman is, I work with her again. I did a show called Wedding Bells, and she's crazy. She's like legitimately like crazy. (laughs) Not me. You know what I mean? Like saying, hey, what are you doing? Oh, look at you. You're going to, I was like, Cloris Leachman. Oh my god. Really? In a in yeah. a pretty impressive rack, right? I mean <laughs> surprisingly so. Surprisingly. Sure. So. Well, she's a smaller built lady. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Petite yeah, exactly. frame makes Petite, it look bigger. Right. Gotcha. What's uh she was in Clue, right? Cloris Leachman was no. it, is she the Oh, is that? No, I love Eileen Brennan. Oh, never mind. Oh. Yes. Eileen Brennan. But um yeah, no, that's certainly one of the Young classics of all time. He put like the top 10 comedies ever. 
That's in the talk. That's a, that's a great. That's, that's a probably great your number film. one. But that is my number one. I put one. Ghostbusters up there. You can put Caddyshack up there. You can put Airplane up there. So did you there. talk about the Ghostbusters yet? Have you talked about it? the Ghostbusters? Have you talked? We'll talk about it more the week it comes out. Right. But I mean, Karen, that's Karen's favorite movie of all time: the '84 Ghostbusters. It's hard because I really wanted them to remake the movie whenever um, Harold Ramis was still alive. Uh. I want. I really didn't want them to mess with it because I wanted my Ghostbusters. But then when he passed. I kind of let that go, and it was a little easier to accept a new version. Mm. But the only thing that's bugging me about the new version is I am afraid there's going to be too many special effects and not enough character-based comedy, yeah. and too much for little kids. I keep seeing too much, like, uh, getting hit really? in the balls and flying oh, up in the uh, air. Uh, that's not what the movie's about. It's not about inter- entertaining children. Yeah. But it seems too Nickelodeon to me. Yeah, we'll you see. Know. Well, we'll see. I hope it's great. I love I those too. women. I know they're all very funny. I love them. I, I feel it looks like they're going the more cartoon direction. I don't know yeah. if you ever saw the cartoon. I was a huge fan of the cartoon as well as the movie, right. but like the sci-fi concept was just expanded in a hundred episodes right. or whatever of the cartoon. It seems like, especially because the uh, the Egon clone has looks like yeah. the Egon from the cartoon. So, I don't know. I think. As a sci-fi concept, it, it, it looks like it could Star Trek it, <laughs> you know. I like so. it more as a comedy. Concept. And by the way, I'm yeah. in Tarzan as well. The what? The, the oh. one? The movie, new Tarzan? The movie Tarzan. Really? Yeah. Do you have your Wait, shirt on? Or the one coming out July first? Oh, yes. No kidding. Good for yeah. you. Well, I have one line in Ooh. Tarzan. What do you say? And you don't see me. Give oh. it to us. What are you doing? CGI? You're doing I, doing ADR, I did ADR for oh. Jaman Hanshu. What'd you say? Oh, I really? Say, these diamonds are something like, you know. Oh, I'm so <laughs> listening for you. He opens his hand and he goes, these are the diamonds you need. Or something like that. So I have one line. So I'm, I'm getting paid residuals. So I am in the movie. So nice. can we My call voice. you fake Jimon Hansu for that movie? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we always say fake whoever, I like fake that. Matt Damon. I love that that guy's going to be watching and go, that's not my voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's time to make things, uh, bring them to an end here with Karen's birthdays. Let's bring it all to a close. <laughs> hey, let's, let's talk about death again. Yay. Uh, no, it's Karen's weekly look at the, just the opposite, birthdays, birthdays of those who make the movies. Take it away. Karen's birthdays, it's time for Karen's birthdays. Karen's birthdays, it's time for Karen's birthdays. Karen's birthdays. I love that. All right, everybody, let's wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Bruce Campbell, who turns 58. Ooh. But he can play anywhere from surly to un. Flappable. Now, we know in 1979, or at least I'm going to tell you, he got together with some of his friends in Detroit, Mr. Sam Raimi and Rob Tabert, and Bruce Campbell raised $350,000 for a low-budget film. Does anybody know the name of that film he made? I believe I do. What would that be called, Adam? That would be called Evil Dead. Yes, in which he starred and co-executive produced. He completed that piecemeal. It took him four years. And then the film mm-hmm. gained some nori- no- no- notoriety in England when it became the best-selling video of 1983. And if you would like to, if you're just new to the movie, guys, go back to our back catalog. The interview with uh, Sam Raimi, or, Ted, uh, Raimi. Uh, Ted Raimi, Ted mm-hmm. is really great, and he tells some stories from the actual production of Evil Dead because he was a little kid, the younger brother who I'm got Sam. sent there from. The, I mean, you understand, like Sam Raimi was very young, so the concerned parents are like, "Go check in on your brother." <laughs> Like he told the whole story of that, which is really, really I good. I think it's so. fascinating. Yeah. I, I think it's also kind of neat that he made this in 1983 for $350,000, yeah. and it beat out The Shining in box office. What? Mm-hmm. what? After its appearance at Cannes, where Stephen King dubbed it the most ferociously original horror yeah, film of yeah. the year. That was a huge deal, and the video box yep. cover was a Stephen King quote, which says, this movie's awesome. This movie is which awesome. Is amazing for them, yeah. 
And also, he rejoined his Detroit colleagues to star and co-produce the second and third films in the trilogy, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, which just last week, we had <gasps> William Bryan on, right. who was, what, a pitch bitch or something? He was the pit witch, pit which witch. I thought he said pit bitch. Me I too. Think he did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you were the pit bitch? And he's like, yeah, damn straight. Witch, yeah. I just find that but interesting cool. that in our weird little movie guy's world, right. we have all that coming together. And one last thing is Bruce Campbell used to babysit former guest in front of the show, Mr. Ted Raimi. Ah. Wow. Oh, I think I remember Ted telling stories about <laughs> he that. He yeah. babysat him. Quick story. Yes. I hope we're not. Go you ahead. never know who you're going to run into at a Boubet Sisters show, right. I will say. Uh, Karen, if you have something to plug, go ahead and drop it in here. My singing group, the Boubet yeah. Sisters, we uh, do a show every other month at the Cork Lounge. Who, Ted Ramey, I think we know. He's uh, a big fan is of the Boubet Sisters. Fan. But also, one show I went to was Bruce Campbell. And I, uh, former, if you go way back in the archives, you will find Stephen Lewis, uh, uh, who's a huge uh, Sam Raimi fan and a movie guy. And he's always wanted to meet uh, Bruce Campbell. And uh, they actually had the opportunity. And it was like Bruce Campbell was there watching the Boo Basis. Oh, yeah. He was enjoying himself. Nobody really wanted to bother him. And so I didn't walk up to him. Steve didn't walk up to him. But it just happened to be when Steve went to go get a drink at the bar, Bruce Campbell walked up right after him. And I watched the whole thing take place, which is Bruce Campbell and my old roommate, Steve, the movie guy, uh, interact. But he told me the, the interaction was this. Like Steve got a cider beer and uh, Bruce Campbell goes, oh, what do you got there? And he goes, oh, it's a cider. And he goes, oh, I never had and he goes, you want to have? Uh, he goes, you, you want a drink of it? And, and Bruce Campbell goes, nope, we're done here. And he leaves. And that was the only thing, <laughs> only interaction they ever had. But that was a perfect one. Want a nope. sip? Brilliant. Nope, we're done here. Oh my god. <laughs> nope, we're done here. Yeah, there's nothing better than singing like songs about your vagina and watching Bruce Campbell laugh. Yeah, I mean, it's just you. Uh, anyway, on that note, let's wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Joss. Whedon, oh, who turns 52, hello. and he can play anywhere from a writer to a director mm-hmm. to a producer mm-hmm. to an actor. The man's IMDb is insane. It's insane. It's insane. He even wrote for Roseanne. That's what I was just going to say. That Back was his first day. writing yeah. job when he came out here, which is kind of interesting because he has a lot of female heroines that are very strong in his stories. Very much and so, much yeah. Like Roseanne, he, she was ahead of her time as far as being a lead woman who was bigger and not necessarily a model and was very powerful and strong. Very cool. That is the most polite way of describing Roseanne Barr. Not necessarily a model. Not necessarily a model. I'm just saying. Of course, it's it's very modern. We did the Wheaton Con. Yes, that's right. Which I'm sure you might have notes on there. Well, uh, I just, I never really knew much about him until we went and did Wheaton Con. He's got a whole universe. It's so, again, it's so crazy when you look at his IMDb because he was this writer, his actual, his dad was a writer and so was his grandfather. Mm-hmm. So he's a third generation television writer, which I I just, his dad's credit, get this. And both generations said, do not do it. Do like, do I not do heard it. him All right, So his grandfather was a successful writer with the Donna Reed show and Leave It to Beaver. So wow. like ones you've heard of. Then his dad wrote for Alice and Benson and the Dick Cavett show. Wow. Alice. Right. Wow. Which is, you know, one of those ones that everyone had to watch if you liked it or not. It just There's happened to be on. There's a new girl in That's town right. and she's every episode feeling of good. <laughs> and, and I got to tell you, for any any fledgling screenwriters out there, someone was telling me, uh, pitching me a pilot recently. I go, I go, That's great. It sounds like you got your Alice, but you got to get yourself a flow and Vera in there. Yeah. And he goes, I think you've just codified what sitcoms are. You have to have a flow and a Vera. I wanted to be Vera so bad. I always knew I'd be she a Vera just type. Passed away. Oh, yeah, she did. Wonderful. Quite a Beth tap Howland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, all the women in there are very good death Broadway. in this episode. Huh? Very <laughs> true. I hope we you make it to the end of it, it, Chris. You <laughs> killed the White House? You <laughs> killed uh, Vera? Uh, so uh, one other thing I wanted to say, he also wrote for Speed. He was uncredited in that, but oh, he came right, in to yeah. bump that up. And a quote from Joss Whedon is, remember to always be yourself. 
Unless, of course, you suck. <laughs> and, and do you <laughs> and do you know the one line from X Men, the very first X Men? That he, he did a draft of that, and they only kept one line. Oh my! And God. the line was when uh, when Mystique is is imitating various ones of them. Wolverine comes into the room with Cyclops, and he goes, "How do I know it's you? How do I know it's not Mystique?" And he goes, "You're a dick." To Cyclops. <laughs> That's the only it's the best Joss line Whedon. In the movie. Yeah, it's yeah. the best line in the movie. It's only Joss Whedon one left. Hey, now, Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. This is true, Chris. I don't know if this happens to you much. I'm guessing it does. People constantly come up to me and say, tell me two interesting things about that Karen Volpe. Uh-huh. The first thing I tell them is she is great at dodging balls. Not so great at, <laughs> dodging, not so great at dodging those baby blues of yours. Oh, that's right. And... The second thing I tell them is that Karen Volpe yes. loves when celebrities sing. I do. I love it so much. But you know what? I even love when the celebrity singing isn't necessarily our birthday boy, Mr. Joss Whedon, but he has so many songs that he has written oh. right? so that many. it was hard to pick one. So I decided to pick from Dr. Horrible's yes. Sing Along yes. Blog. Yes. Bad horse. Bad horse, bad horse, bad horse. He rides across the nation, the thoroughbred of sin. He got the application that you just sent in. It needs evaluation, so let the case begin. A heinous crime, a show of force, a murder would be nice, of course. Bad horse, bad horse, bad horse. He's bad. The evil league of evil is watching, so beware. The praise that you receive will be your last week. Are you unfamiliar, Chris? I have no idea what this is. (laughs) You don't know Dr. Horrible? Get up. No. Oh, we'll fill you in later. <laughs> wow. You gotta look it up. Oh my Dr. Horrible? It's really it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. forty five minutes of internet entertainment you'll ever see. <laughs> I will look I will look that up. It's something we didn't made during the writer's strike once yeah. with uh, uh Neil Patrick, Neil Harris. Patrick Harris and Nathan Fillion really? and a, a gang of his a stable of his lunatics. Did you really ever good. see um uh, the motorcycle, something in the in the motorcycle. Oh. The mouse in the motorcycle. No, That's no. Book the Jack Black one. Heat Vision and Jack. Heat yes. Vision and Jack. Heat Vision and Jack. Oh yeah, that was great. That's legendary. Look yeah. it up. I Look heard. it up, ladies and gentlemen. Heat Vision. Look it up. Heat Vision and Jack. Jack. That was awesome. Write it down. I think it was, I was during Dodgeball. During Dodgeball, that's when they, that's when I found out about uh, okay. Heat Vision uh, and Jack. Uh, uh, it was a bent. Who produced it? It was written by. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing the thread on Heat Vision and Jack. It was it starred Jack Black and Owen Wilson. Wilson right. Owen Wilson was his college roommate who had become a motorcycle. <laughs> right. And uh, ah! Jack Black plays someone who became a super genius whenever he sees the sun. Something. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. He was an astronaut. Nice. It was a. Yeah. It was a weird. It was like Conan O'Brien produced, right? Uh-huh. Like a, just the weirdest uh, pilot ever. And just well, you, have your, you have, you have your viewing it. list: Heat Vision yeah. and Jack, and Doctor Horrible's Sing Along. It would absolutely, if it came out right now, become a Adult Swim show. <laughs> You're right. You're exactly <laughs> it really right. would. It really exactly. Would. Right, that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Together, we're the movie guys. Individually, we are. Follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys, Facebook.com/slash the Movie Guys, as well as iTunes, Instagram, Google Plus. Snapchat. <laughs> and thank you once again for all of our new listeners on WRFA 107.9 in Jamestown, New York. Please come back every Monday night at 8 p.m. And thanks to Chris Williams. Thanks, hey. Chris. Uh, the final episode of this uh, this season of Silicon Valley starts uh, this Sunday, the 26th at 8 p.m. on HBO. October 27th, The Great Indoors. 
on CBS. Is that based on the John Hughes movie? Great Outdoors with great John outdoors? Candy? No, no. The oh, Great Indoors okay. is not based on the Great Outdoors. We've broken news here, I think, on the movie guys today. That they we have want, in fact, common we want every John Candy it. movie to be put on to network right? television. Exactly. Yeah. Uncle Buck. We had our, our guest, exactly. uh, Great exactly. Uncle Buck. Also, thanks to ago. Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as ever, we owe everything to, to Pat, Pat Peach. And remember, you can always find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Next week is 4th of July weekend, so we'll be talking about Alexander Skarsgård and Chris Williams in Tarzan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and apparently Chris Williams. <laughs> and The Purge, and that means, uh, oh, Spielberg. Big weekend, so we got a Spielberg movie as well, the BFG. We'll talk about it next week. See you then. Alrighty, Chris, that was not the best rehearsal, but that's why we do them. So let's, uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Right, right, starting over. Let's do it for real now. Attention.